Today's daf is Lamed Zion 37. Um, we pick up at the um, towards the bottom of Lamed Vav Bet, and we were dealing with the whole uh, story about Yosef. Um, and uh, because it spoke about two people were Mekadosh Shem Shemayim Barabim this got onto this because of a whole discussion about uh, Yosef and Yehoshua and uh, um, how the tribes were divided on, on Har Grizim and Har Eval so it spoke a little bit about Yosef so now we're transitioning to a whole story about Yosef and Yosef and Yehoshua are Mekadosh Shem Shemayim Yosef Bitzeser and Yehuda in Barabim so the Gemara now says the following um Tanya, which is about 10 lines before the lines get wide, towards the end of the line, about 12 lines before the lines get wide, um, right above where it says, Eila told us Yaakov, Yosef. Tanya, Hayiroi Yosef, let this many Yudbis Shvatim. Yosef should have had all 12 tribes come from him. You know, why not? Why was it, uh, I don't know, maybe equal to the brothers, not to exclude the brothers? Kedarach Shiyatim Yaakov Aviv. Shenemar, Eila told us Yaakov, Yosef. So if there's this whole, compa- these are the totals of Yaakov, Yosef, which is obviously very interesting interesting juxtaposition, right? The, I mean, even, though to, even if Toldos means the stories or the generation, you know, the, but nevertheless, you expect Toldos also to be a listing of the children, and the only one it mentions right afterwards is Yosef. Um, so, uh, that sounds like Yosef should have been like a Yaakov. But when at this moment, right, that, that uh, p- the, uh, the, the, the semen came out of his, uh, the, his uh, fingernails, according to the story about how he had to resist Aisha's Potiphar at the last moment, so that was the law of t- at least 10 of the 12 Shvatim. Now, of course, the amazing thing is that the Gemara is talking about this as an amazing act of, uh, you know, of, uh, right, exactly, of restraint and of Kiddushem Shemayim there. but, um, so, you know, sometimes I guess there's, you know, things are lost not due to the fact that we're to blame, but just it's a reality that, uh, you know, we lose opportunities, or, you know, the question is like, uh, you, know, wh- you know, what do they say, what do they say the difference between a smart person and a wise person is? A smart person can get out of situations that a wise person never would have been in in the first place. So, <laughs> so, 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 you know, even if it's might not have been you know, I don't know, maybe he could have done something a little bit more to have prevented that from have happen- ha- ha- having happened. Anyway, okay. So where were we? Um, okay, so even though he did not have ten, ten children, Binyamin, his brother, had the remaining ten. Binyamin had ten children. They were all named, um, you know, uh, in honor of Yosef. Because he was swallowed up amongst the other nations when he was sold to Yosef, when he was sold into slavery. These all were representing, it's very powerful also because these were when Yosef was away. So, I mean, we also always imagine, right, Binyamin to have been like, like, what, 10 years old or something, right? But he had all these children when Yosef was away. And if you sort of think about that as like, you know, as sort of longing after his brother Yosef and naming all of his children because of this loss of, of, of Yosef, it's very powerful. So, Bella he was the firstborn, at least, of my mother's children. The Ashbel El, that God has taken him captive. So, sort of sing Hashem in it. Geira Shagar He dwelt in like lodging places, meaning he's in exile. The Naaman He's very pleasant. Achi Varosh Achiu Varoshihu, my brother and my head, my older brother. Mupim Vchupim Hu Lo I didn't see his wedding and he, wasn't, he didn't see my wedding so that's chupa it doesn't exactly say mupi it sounds like chupa so maybe it's sort of just darkening the word twice but Rashi says Rashi says something about mupi from the word pi mofi shaya piv kipi yaakov avinu okay b'halachos shakibo mishem ve'ever so kimo pi is how Rashi says which isn't in the Gemara okay um, the ard sheyarad lebein ha'umot he went amongst the other nations ha'ulam okay igadami ve'ard shepanav domim Vered. His face is like a rose. That doesn't exactly... Everything else was like historical and, the, you know, this is bringing this external sort of uh, image that we didn't have or information. Okay. What? Naim Biotair. That's true. That's true. But this is... Yeah, I guess so. That's true. It's, it echoes that. Okay. I'm a Rebbe Chibarab. I'm a Rebbe Yochanan. B'Shoi Shemelo Parol Yosef and Barset Yosef U'Bil Adecha Lo Yerim Isha Yado Other than you, no one else can raise, you know, their, 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 their hand.
command, you have full authority. So the astrologers or the wise men of Pharaoh said to him, A slave that was purchased with just 20 talents of silver. You'll make him master over us. I see in him the, what did you say? The trapping, though I thought it was more like the aura of Malchus. Uh, a little bit echoing the Vered, maybe, idea. Anyway, that's the way I read it. Um, and he wrote Let's test him. If he really is, uh, you know, fit for such high office, even a kingly office, you know, then he needs to know the 70 languages. That, you know, shows that he's got a proper upbringing. He's fit for this type of a status. Um, so what happened? So Gavriel came and taught Yosef 70 Lashon. It's sort of like, it's sort of, right, it's sort of like the reverse of the whole story with Moshe, right? With Paro and Moshe, the baby, right? Was it Gavriel who came and made his hand move from the coal, from the gold to the uh, coals? And that's how he, he, he became, uh, you know, he became Kvad uh, Lashon. Uh, so anyway, so here it's the same, like except in the opposite direction, preparing him for this encounter with the king. Okay. Um, okay, so, so, so Gavriel taught him Shivan Lashon. Loavi Kagamir. So he wasn't able to learn it all so quickly. Tying back to the Yehosef Pasuk we quoted earlier. So I wasn't able to learn the language and now I'm able to. Also, but this also ties back to the whole point that Yosef that was Kidei Shem Shemayim Beseit there, God was Hoseflo Osachas so here's another story of the, or you know, it doesn't, it's not in contradiction to the other one, but the power of the Osachas Mishamo gave him the power to learn the Shivim Lasha. So the next day, any language power would try to talk to him in. So Yosef was able to respond in the same language. So that was the test. Power started switching languages, and Yosef continued the conversation. And Yosef talked to Paro in Hebrew. My Paro didn't know what this language was. My he didn't know what Yosef was saying. So he said to Yosef, So teach me this. Teach me this language. He taught it. Him. And now Paro couldn't learn it. <laughs> so the, the bad, yeah, Gabriel wasn't there to give him a helping hand. I'm away. So Paro said to Yosef, Swear to me that you will not reveal to anybody that there's one language that I don't know because Paro is supposed to be like a god and how could he not know a language? So Ishtavala. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right. But uh, I do wonder, I mean, I just said it right now, but I do wonder about that. Right? This Malchus thing is very much tight also, but it's about godliness, right? Because Paro was seen as a god. So, you know, so Yosef had the real divine. He had the, 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 the letter of God's name. He had the Lush and Kodesh. So Paro here is presenting himself as a god, but the one who really has that element of divinity is, you know, whatever divine connection is Yosef. Okay, so he stavalo. He swore to him that he would not reveal to anyone. Kiamale uh, now, when Yosef said at the end of uh, you know after Yaakov died, more my father made me take an oath to say that I will bring him out of here and bury him in Canaan. Amarle so Par said to Yosef, so what? Go get do a hatter nedarim. I learned nedarim too. Go do a hatter for your shrua. So Amarle, so he said back to him, all right, So while I'm doing my hatter nedarim, I'll also get a hatter for the shrua I made to you, and then I'll be able to reveal to people that you don't know this, the language of Hebrew. So. <laughs> So the Lord Michalay, so even though Far was not happy with the situation, what was he gonna do? Yosef uh, sort of said, you know, you will get, get me out of one shrua, get out of the other shrua. Fine, go do it. Now I think part of what the message is also picking up is the Kasher Hishpiacha. Like that indicates that Paro really only agreed because of because he, Yosef was under an oath. And so what this also does is war, whatever you know, why it was Paro so respectful of the oath. So it sort of brings it in how Paro how that idea of Kishbiecha had to be something that was critically important to power as well. Tosus makes an interesting question for those who remember our discussion in the Darin. Tosus says, if you look at Tosus, Itchil Nam Yadidach, Tosus says, V'im Tomar, 
If you make an oath to somebody, not just to God, but to somebody, you can't do a heter on the shrua without that person's acknowledgement, you know, awareness, maybe even acquiescence. Okay, so then he says, and then he gets told. What? No, he said, I'll go and I'll get a heter on the shrua that I'm going to make against you. Pardon the greed of that. So fine, you want me to get a heter on my father's shrua? I'll get a shrua while, while I'm there. I'll get a heter on your shrua. So you're not allowed to. You made the shrua to me. Yeah, power didn't know that. So, so, uh, so that's what Tosa says. So Tosa first tries to work it out halachically, and then he says, um, um, if you go skip a few lines, because first maybe it's enough to find him, shalom to find him. It's impossible to say that, whether it was the fun of or shalom to find him, impossible. The Shema, ukmei b'milsa degizum, right, he, he like, degizum does just mean exaggeration, but you know, he like, he, he scared him a bit with something that wasn't exactly true. The Alma, shegizmo kach, that's what he threatened, okay? He really wouldn't have been able to do a heter, but Farah didn't know that. So he said, you want me to get a heter once, so I'll get a heter on the other. I'm sorry, what'd you say, Jenna? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he bluffed. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Okay. Okay, now, that was the story of Yosef. And that, it ended with the extra letter of God's name, interestingly, right? Even though the end wasn't exactly about the Kiddushim Shemayim. Um, now, Yehuda, my, now, Yehuda was Kiddushim Shemayim Barabim, so he got, his name was, he was fully named after God. So again, if you ask me, Pshad of that should have been our Parsha, where it was, you know, Barabim, he owned up, and he was, he was Hodeh, also the Yehuda and the Hodeh, Barabim, and so on, and that was Yehuda the person. Interestingly, the Gemara is now going to turn to Kiddushim Shemayim to be Barabim, to be Yehuda the tribe. Yehuda Mai, what's the story of Yehuda? The time he was on Brisa. Hey, Rabbi Meir Omer, Kishanda Yisrael al Hayam, when Yisrael stood by the Yamsuf. Hayu Shvat Menatchin Zaymzeh. The tribes were competing once against another. Zeomer, Aniyaret Chil al Yam. I'm going to go first. Zeomer, Aniyaret Chil al Yam. I'm going to go first. Okay? Kafat. So while everybody was arguing, Kafat, Tzivot, Tzivot, Binyamin, Vyarat Yam Chila. Binyamin, you guys argue, and they went there and they just ran, and they just you know, seized the opportunity. Also, it's convenient to be arguing who's going to go first because then you don't have to actually be mm-hmm. going first. Yeah. Right. So anyway, all right. So Shanemar, Shambinyamin's ear, Rodain. So there, Binyamin, the young one, rules them. I'll think we Rodain rules them. Ella, Rod Yam, went down into the ocean. Vahayu, Sari Yehuda, Rogni Mosam. And the, uh, and the officers of Yehuda were stoning them. This is playing off the pasuk. Shneemar sarei Yehuda rigamtam, and the uh, the uh, the officers of Yehuda stoned them because they said, no, that was supposed to be our job. You know, we're Yehuda. We were supposed to go first. You you snuck in ahead of us. Okay, lefikach. Lefikach But because Binyamin seized the opportunity and everybody else was de- was delaying, doesn't matter who was supposed to go first. It had to be done. They did it. They merited to be the uh, hosts of the divine presence going back to the bracha between God's presence will dwell between the uh, between the uh, shoulders of Binyamin part of this is because Binyamin and Yehuda you know Nachla sort of you know directly uh, juxtapose right at Yerushalayim and, and according to Chazal it's like right at Harabayas and according to one understanding the place of the Kachay Kachim actually falls into Binyamin's Chalak even though the rest of the Beis Hamikdash and Harabayas falls into Yehuda's like, so why is it that Binyamin gets that? Like you know, anyway, it's also very powerful, right? Because they have Yosef and you know, you, you know, you know, you have both Shvatim represented, the Bnei Yosef and the Bnei Rachel and so on. I mean, the Bnei Yosef, you know, Bnei Rachel and Bnei Leah and so on. Anyway, so why is it? I mean, that's a you know very powerful image that there's this you know two tribes right juxtaposed there on the territory of Harabayas. So here it says, you know, that competition goes back. Yehuda wanted to be first, should have been first, but you Yosef, but Binyamin sees the initiative. Sees the initiative, and that's what led to ultimately in the end, there can exist greater connection to God. Okay? So that was the version about Yom and first. That's not the version we know about Nasham ben Aminadav. Um, if you have to take a look, Tosos brings down a nice Midrash. Tosos says, Kashni v'tosefta b'mechiltin, Masha v'madavar domeh, v'melech b'savadam sayilo shnei banim, echad gadov echad katan. He had two children, an older one and a younger one. Amal katan, he said to the young one, hemidani imanet, hemidani imanet tzavacham, wake me up at sunrise. Amal Hemidani, 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 Begimoshos, wake me up in time for Kriyashima. 
So the young one came to wake him up for at sunrise. And he didn't let him go back to sleep. The older one didn't allow it. No, I'm not going to let you wake him up at sunrise. He said, we have to wait longer. We have to wait till uh, three, three hours into the day. No, he wanted me to wake him up now. While they were standing, I don't know what Tzuhuvi means, uh, glowing or something, but anyway, arguing. The father finally woke up. My sons, you are both trying to do the right thing. I will not hold back your reward. The royal, you know, uh, 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 garment, um, color. So anyway, the royal purple. So, um, so according to the Tosefta, right, it has it that not like it's all Binyamin. Like it's both, you know, be, you know, Yehuda was waiting for what they understood to be the right time. Yehuda was saying it's not yet the time, and Binyamin went then and seized the initiative, and so both of them, you know, were sort of doing the right thing. So they both got different but types of rewards. Really yes. If anything, Yehuda should be punished for preventing, uh, you know, our version of the. Yeah, I don't think it says they prevent. Yeah, I don't prevent it. Well, you know, yeah, like that was our that was that was our uh, our right to do that. Anyway, all right, moving on. Yes. And it was a, but the Josephus does address that because the Josephus says makes it not just that Yehuda was saying hey you stole that that was our mitzvah or our right they were sort of saying it's not yet time no, according to the Josephus yeah it's a little difficult right the Gemara doesn't spell out why they were stunning but yeah you get the sense like hey that was a, we were supposed to do that I'm yes sorry I didn't catch it the Mishultan has several different meanings where's the meaning of the Mishultan our Mishachet so but we don't know where it's no what we just read is the right. brighter in our Mishachet right. but the Josephus um, you're right. No, so you're right. He probably means the Tosefta. I don't know why I was assuming he was a Tosefta. Um, uh, I think he probably means the Tosefta. You take a look. Okay. Take a look at the Tosefta. Okay. That's what I'm guessing. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Moving on. Um, okay. Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said, Loka Hayamasa. That wasn't the story. This one says, I'll go first. Someone says, I'll go first. Went there and he jumped into the ocean. Ephraim of Yermabit Yisrael. I was surrounded with deceit from Ephraim and from, I don't know, deceit, trickery from Beit Yisrael. For Yehuda owed Rod, Rod Am. And Yehuda was still master leading over the nation. Um, Ad Ram Am Am El, the nation of God. Okay, so don't, so means, you're gonna read it, Raid Yam went down into the nation, or, and went down with God, like, you know, in, you know, in, uh, in, uh, because of his belief in God. And now, of course, which just makes this even more interesting, is it's not like it's split right away, right? Uh, because, you know, we, if you read the narrative in the Torah, Moshe had to lift up his, uh, his uh, staff. How do you, like, I'm, I'm sure if you ever asked him, how do you square, how do you square the idea that you, Nachum and Aminah have jumped down and that, and that Moshe raised the staff? Which one caused the Yom to split, right? So, I'm not sure we always try to square those. So, the man is squaring it. He says, yeah, he went down, but nothing was happening. So, he was about to drown. Okay? So, he had so much faith. It's not like it automatically his faith was rewarded. It looked like he was going to drown. It looked like, you know, that, that his and he was saying, God, save me. Right? Um, the waters have reached, you know, my, 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 my soul or my throat. Tavati I'm going to, I've, I've been sunk into the deep mire. The aim I'm I can't stand. Don't let the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the wellspring of water, not the wellspring, whatever, you know, the, the, the rushing of the water drowned me. Um, so Moshe was praying, God, God, save the people, right? So 
Baruchu Yididait Vuin Biyam, my beloved ones, interesting in the plural, are drowning in the nation in the, in the sea, right? Which echoes the famous Midrash of right. Masayadait Vuin Biyam Batemo Mimshira. So yeah, I wonder if that's how come the plural came here because it's not Yididi. It should have been but Yididai Vuin Biyam Batam Marich Tzvua. You're praying. Lefanai. I'm a Lefan of Yivonajalolam. Umabi Abi Lassos. What do you mean? Are you praying before me? God, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, that's what I do when they're drowning, is I pray. I'm a row, you know what? Do, don't just pray. And, you know, no, just go forward, lift up your, 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 your you know, your staff and split. So this is extremely powerful, which I don't think is often appreciated. I mean, I think every, all the stool kids know the Nachman and Minodov story. By the way, I think the reason that this story survives, you know, or the one that we get taught rather than the Binyamin one is because this one personalized it, right? To say, oh, the tribe of Binyamin went in. It's very abstract. It doesn't, it's not powerful to think that there was a single person who had faith and jumped in like that's something that could be like inspiring and a model what does it mean what oh so maybe that whole tribe followed and that's why they were that, 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 that's why it's implored but no but I'm saying the reason I think this story is the powerful one that gets taught is because it's about an individual having faith okay but it's actually even more, much more powerful than that because first of all the Gemara is picking up one minute, the Gemara is picking up on uh, on the um, you know a very difficult pasuk right that God says mati takalai the bear of so what are you doing crying out to me just go forth what are you doing crying out to me like Moshe is awaiting instructions what's he supposed to do he's praying he's awaiting instructions and at some level just shout in the psukim is God is saying is, you know what there's a time for prayer and there's a time to wait to hear from me exactly what you're supposed to do and then there's a time to just know what you're supposed to do and just go forward you know don't wait to hear it from me don't pray just do what has to get, you know do what you know deep down has to get done so the power here is who knew that Nachshon ben Aminadov knew that he didn't have to wait for instruction. He deep down knew if this is what's happening, obviously God wants us to go into the ocean, right? So I, I think that that's very powerful, right? Ultimately, but I'm still think it's very powerful to have to see that as sort of really echoed or echoing the Dabel Bnei So really making I think an important point about faith and about what, in some level, I think at some level, not that the Nachshon story is pshat, but the point here is that like a deep pshat in the pasuk about just have the faith, take the leap of faith, jump, don't you know, just move forward. You don't. No, stop praying. Move forward. Um, the other interesting thing is that the pasuk right by Yamsuf is Vayaminu Bashem of Moshe Avdo, right? And what does it mean? Before that, they didn't believe. Like they saw, you know, I want to say they saw the miracle. They saw that they didn't believe. So there's a sense there of Amuna, not abstract faith or believing that God exists, right? But it's having real live faith in God. So if this was like a show of Amuna, right? So so it's you're you're willing to put your faith in God and do something. So that actually Actually, you know, again, in personalizing that very much, with Nachshon, who was prepared to do it even before the the the, the, the Yam had split. Yes, Charlie, you wanted yeah, to say I mean, something. About, you know, wasn't supposed to be spending time prayer there. Uh, Yov is criticized uh, in our tradition for never praying in a in a in a very yeah. I mean, Moshe prays ninety nine percent of the time. Nothing yeah. you never pray. Saying there are times where stop praying. Like this is not the time for prayer. This is the time for action. Yes. Somewhere. Unless I'm missing it, where's Nachshon's name? Mentioned? It's not. It's just that he was the head of Yehuda, and it wants sure to. I think that uh, make, maybe that could be. But this again, it took yeah, me looking. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. It's in this story. Oh, I, I thought you were just saying where they're getting it from the pasuk. Yeah, there it is. Ten lines from the top. But it's taking it because it's personalizing it, right? It could have been the tribe of Yehuda, like yeah, the tribe of Binyamin, and this story chooses to personalize. It in the person of Nachshon. Yes. Yeah, this is like one of my favorite debates of all time. The Kafka Rebbe said on this that these two opinions are, are not uh, in, in disagreement. Yeah. And it sort of uh, harkens to what you said. So when it was like, you know, time to talk, right? Everyone, everyone uh, you know, like, it was, they were all talking, right? When they were fighting. Who's going to time for action, right? In other words, right. you know, but then, like, someone actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, right. it, could, still, it could still be two different, different sides of the same coin. You get what I'm saying? No, because what he's trying to say, both Binyamin went down first and Nachshon. In other words, he's saying, I agree with you when it was time for the theoretical debates. Everyone was 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 was, was saying, but the actual, when it came down to Masa, uh-huh. you know, okay. like, all right, so, so that's, that's a nice way of emphasizing that. Okay. 
Alright, so moving on. Okay. Just go forward. Have faith. And because they took this leadership role, right, it's actually also interesting about the difference between leadership and Emuna. And if you think about that, that's also the Yehuda, that's not Binyamin's story, but the Yehuda Yosef story. Right? Yosef was coming up in all the parshios. Yosef is going to say, you know, Yosef is like waiting for God to work through him. Right? The most initiative Yosef takes is he says, but Yosef is like no God is doing it God is working even when the brothers sort of you know take responsibility as, you know Yosef says to him, no don't you feel bad it's all God's plan it's all God doing it which is very good from a religious perspective but you know you don't want your leader to, you don't want your leader to say don't worry it's all God's doing right? you want your leader to say the buck stops here right? which is what Yehuda says right? I'm my responsibility I'm going to do it so the first story has Binyamin I sort of see Binyamin and Yosef together there right? as sort of you know, it's all about the zechus of the faith. It, it was an act of faith, and the reward was God's presence. With this, it was also an act of faith. I mean, that was the whole point I was making before, but it was also an act of leadership. And the zechus was that they were zochel and memshoah. Um, so, um, uh, okay. Yisrael Yehuda was for God's holy one. Again, interesting now, the holiness. And Yisrael, God's, uh, you know, for God's kingship. Because the ocean you know, turned back because of these actions of Yehuda. Again, it was actions of Yehuda followed by the actions of Moshe. Um, by the way, it's also another important point about faith. You know, your faith isn't always in- immediately answered, right? It looks like he was about to drown. Tanya, sometimes you need people to come with you in the journey. Tanya, Rebbe Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, Yev Shalom Alevi Lamata. Now, after that really fun stuff, we're back to the Hargis of Areva, which is also fun. Anyway, okay, so where, how are the tribes divided? So he said, so now he's dealing with a problem. You can't say that Levi was below the two mountains, you know, at the foot of the mountains, because in, basically the problem is that in the division of the tribes in the Torah, Levi is on Hargrizim. In the story in Yehoshua, it says the Konim and the Levi'im were in the center with the Aram. So how are you going to reconcile it? You can't say they were above like it is in the Torah. It says in Yoshua that they were below. Haketzad, how do you reconcile it? So the elders of the Kuna Levia were below with the Aaron. The rest of the tribe was above. Okay. Everybody that could be in the divine service was between the ages of like 30 and 50, which is the age of Sherut for Levi, was below, and the men. And the rest were above. They were both below. Everybody was below. So what has happened? Because it wasn't just Levi that was below. All the 12 tribes were below. Here it's dealing with another problem. Right? By Moshe it says, Ela Yamdu al Hargrizim. And by Yoshua it says, Mul Hargrizim. That they stood below, by them at the foot of the mountains, Mul Hargrizim. So it's actually going to reconcile this contradiction in favor of the Psukim of Yehoshua and say that it was more Mul than it was Al. Okay? And therefore, yeah, all the tribes. Everybody was below. You don't have to reconcile it. You, know, you, know, you only have to reconcile it if you think that half of them were on the mountain. But no. And see, people, half of them were to one side of the mountain. You know, if there's a valley and there's two mountains, half are on this side and half are on that side at the foot of the different mountains, but ultimately, you know, they're all in the middle. Okay? Um, um, and... Uh, and then everybody turned to Hargrizim it doesn't just have the brachag the hour the amen by the people standing in Hargrizim everybody looks towards Hargrizim and they gave the bracha and they all turned around and faced Hargrizim and they gave the kwala. Okay, my so that's true. My al al. What does it mean by by the, in the psukim in Dvarim which says Eli Yam do al har grizim? Besamuch. It means near har grizim. Kibetanya v'nasata al marechus levonazakai. You shall put on the sort of on the uh, on the uh, you know the structure of the bread of the bread there the uh, the shells. You should put levona this frankincense. Rabbi Omer al besamuch. It doesn't mean literally on the uh, shelves of the bread. You put the levona. No, it means near them. Shem right in the space between like the two shelvings, the two. Um, 
maybe literally means on and that the uh, you know parochet will uh, shade uh, uh, on the aron it's not literally on top of the aron because it's uh, you know it's, uh, uh, ver- it's it's vertical it's vertical it's not a horizontal awning so it means it's nearby not literally on okay um, by the way it's interesting also you know I mean if you think visually the more powerful image I think is the image you get when you read the Torah is that there's a group below they turn you know tw- tw- six tribes on here say Amen you know and they're standing on a barren mountain that represents Kuala or we'll start with the curse they're standing on a lush which says Brach and you say Baruch and they all say Amen it means like if you do the right thing you're going to be blessed like this right and then you turn to the other one they're Aurora and you say Amen and you have that visual like these tribes on this mountain which represents something else like looking at it and then looking at it I don't know somehow it's like it's not the same choreography as the, uh, you know but anyway but what the, you gain by it is that you have everybody you know part of the process it's not just half of the people are saying Amen or you know it's like yeah, everybody's saying everything and everybody sort of is owning it um, now the describe one was lush and one was that no but that's the reality I'm just bringing that in to help us appreciate the image of what's going on okay I did not make that up that's actually true but it's not said in the psukim okay so um, okay anyway um, and Tosos points out um, no no. Okay. There was another. There was another point that I think Rashi made about somebody. Somebody points out. Maybe it's coming up. Oh, wait, I think it's coming up. But actually, the psukim do make it sound. It says Vanu Kolaam Zamru Amen Vanu Kolaam. So even in the way the Torah describes it, you don't have just the tribes there saying Amen. Like the Torah also has like everybody being involved. Okay. But still, somehow there's something in my mind more powerful of the image of the t- different tribes on the mountain than just having everybody below. But anyway, the psukim. And so this has everybody below. Everybody saying it. Everybody, I guess. Saying I'm into their own bracha. I don't know, but anyway, but in the Torah it's clear that everybody does say amen. Now, okay. So basically, if you go ahead, right? So the the first, you know, it says the last one. So that's the klal. Like every everything is included, not just the ones in saying. Anybody who's not going to do anything is in the klal aror. Okay, that's interesting how you read. Does it mean who doesn't do anything? Who, do, who doesn't establish the whole Torah? Who undermines the entire Torah? You know. Anyway, but this is sort of reading it. It's a klal. It covers anything. And then you have the specific things that are mentioned. Okay. Now you have the arurs, but if it says you also give a blessing, well, what's the blessing? So the understanding is it's the reverse of the arurs. If it's arur asher loyakim, it's baruch asher yakim. Arur shochevin kol behema, baruch asher lo shochevin kol behema. Okay. So that would be so. You had the general baruchs and the specific ones and the general arurs and the specific ones. Okay? Now... Also, for every mitzvah, you know how it's sort of like on the Haggadah when we sort of say, you know, every maka had four dimensions. Well, every mitzvah has four dimensions. What's the four dimensions of every mitzvah? To learn and to teach it, to observe it, I guess, and, and to do it. Interestingly, you have both the observing and the doing. You know, sometimes observing is associated with lotas, he's doing with yasei. Anyway, Rashi quotes the psukim where it says, you know, you know, how everything is is Leomod Lamed. So, so that's true. So everything, every Klal Bracha has two, has a Baruch and an Arur and really every, everything has four Baruchs and four Arurs if you think about it. Right? Because for every Mitzvah there's four things you should be blessed for. Blessed for Leomod Lamed Lishma Velasos and there are four things you should be cursed for. Right? If you don't do it Leomod Lamed Lishma Velasos. So everything has eight aspects to every single right? To every single one. Okay? Reminding me of Yeah, exactly. All right, arba the arba four plus four. Okay, arba. So that's four. No, no, arba the arba have a shmona. Okay, so that's eight. So everything has eight dimensions: four baruchs and four aruas. Okay, and then forty. Now shmona the shmona have a Now you have eight plus your eight. You have your four. You have your eight for the klal and your eight for the prat. So you really have 16. Now what you really do is count up all the prats, but okay, whatever. You've got 16 here, britot is the concern. Wait, wait, can you go one time? Because you Every mitzvah has four brachas and four arrows. Right? Baruch So if we're talking about Klal and Prat, you combine the two eights and you get 16. Okay? Sheshesrei. 
And similarly, they did similar, remember, you know, uh, a sense of a brit. The Gemara before, you know, we, we, you know, we don't have the brachas and the kwalas, but now it's sort of shifting the framing to not just be about a bracha and a kwala, but it's a, it's a brit. So there's like, you know, it's being sealed with these uh, sort of 16 things. So where else do we have a sense of a brit? We have it in our vote in Moab and in Sinai. Shinemar eo divrei abrit asher tivah shem Moshe ben Israel bahar Sinai. Right, what is that? Milvad abrit asher asher karati tam bechorev. Okay, so v'ksiv v'shmatemis divrei habrit hazot. Okay, so anyway, so you have the brit at Moab and the brit at Chorev and this which is seen as a brit and each one has and each one there are 16 dimensions. Okay, nimsa memchet britot. So sort of making this shift from baruch to a brit, the baruch and the aruz but each aspect of baruch and an aruz represents a form of a brit. So there are 48 britot. I'll call mitzvah mitzvah for every mitzvah in the Torah. Right, because you had 16 baruch and aruz whatever it's 16, 16, 48. Okay, uh, now again the math, you can figure out the math it's a little like does that really work like why aren't we mentioning the, the, the Pratim specifically and anyway fine we, we won't worry about that and why okay. Arba three times and that's four Arba that makes four Arba of Arba have Shmona Shmona of Shmona have right oh that's it okay. that makes 29,400 well we're getting there okay Reb <laughs> Shimon Motzi Hargrizim first we're going to have a very interesting and important debate Reb Shimon says no 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 Hargrizim wasn't one of the Britot Vareval Umachnis Oomoy Shabimidbar if you want to say three times that there was a Brit was Harsinai Omar and Arvot Moab. Now, of course, the interesting thing is because we switched the discourse or the, la- the the language, the theme to Brit, we're able to take out Grizim, Hargrizim, and Harevo. You realize we started with the presence of Baruch, right? How many Baruchs and how many Aruas? But now we're really saying that that just represents the dimension of a Brit. Once the dimension of a Brit, then since when is Hargrizim and Harevo the Iker Brit? The Iker Brit that gets described in the Torah, right? You know, is Sinai and Chorev and whatever happened to all the mitzvot that were given at Anomoy. So those are the three locuses, loci of the Brit. Forget that. Forget Hargizim Harvard. That's just Baruch and Aruch. These are the Brit. Okay? Ubiplugsa Dahani Tanai. And it's following the debate of the Tanayim. The Tanayim is on the Brisa. Rabbi Shmuel Omer. Quarrels Nemur Bissinai, Pratos Belmoed. The general principles were said to Harsinai, and the specific ones were said at Harmoed. In Omoed. So what does Rashi give an example about that? Quarrels Nemur Bissinai. Just look at Rashi. Second line in, in the third line in, in the narrow line. Second line. Um, Bistam, Memra, so basically everything that happens in the Torah after Oomoed after Sinai by the way interesting because to help this work Rashi doesn't limit Sinai to the Right, the pasuk about the vata shami vachaltasham. Right, that's like in the uh, you know set, where, where is that? That's the end of mishpatim, right? No, no. Where is the vachal? No, where is the vata shami vachaltasham? Hold on. Because it is going to be harder if you limit it to the Asayas Adibros, getting that to be the Klau. The question is, you also include Mishpatim. Because if you read the Pshad of Sukkim, right? Moshe doesn't leave Harsinai. Gets a ten Dibrod, and then the Eilah Mishpatim Asher Tassim Lifnehem, and he's still up there at Harsinai. And then at the end of the Mishpatim, Moshe comes down and he reads. What does he do at the end of Mishpatim? Anybody knows what Moshe does when he comes down? At the end of Mishpatim? Yeah. There's a brief. He writes all of the... Which is the Asas Adibros and all the parts Mishpatim. And he writes it in a book and it's a Sefer Abrit and he's calling the Brit with B'nai Israel. That's the real Kwitat Abrit. So if you want to have the Kwalot at Sinai, it makes more sense if you allow those Kwalot to include, if you have any, everything Bechlal, it makes more sense if you want those Kwalot to include, what do you call it? To include the... Um, um, to include all of Parshat Mishpatim. But Rashi is uh, no Rashi is not Rashi is actually just a few looking at the end of Yitro. Um, okay, so question is what does it mean the Kwalot and everything else is an explication of it? Now, if you do say that it's limited, not it doesn't include all of Parshat Mishpatim, but that includes it's just fundamentally the Aseret Hadibro till the end of Yitro. This leads to a very early idea in rabbinic sort of thought 
that every all of the Torah mitzvot can somehow be incorporated under the under the Aseret Hadibrot. That any mitzvah to some degree is a certain application of one of the Aseret Hadibrot. This goes all the way back to Philo. I mean, Philo, you know, it's not a scheme of organization of the Torah mitzvot all the way to sort of see that, you know, also raises the question, what's the distinctiveness of the Aseret Hadibrot? Are they more important than other things? So seeing them as categories and that everything else as, as klalot and everything else as pratim within those klalot. Okay, so that's one approach. Klalot Besinai, uh, either including through the end of Mishpatim or the Aseret Hadibrot, everything else in the Torah is an explication of that. Upratot Oomoed. One minute. Rabbi Akiva No. Klalot Upratot Nemer Besinai. Everything was given in Har Sinai. Okay. Venishnu Oomoed, and it was all repeated. So even if you have details that the Torah describes that God in Vayikor said, here's the specifics of the Olam, the Shlomim, or whatever, it was already given in Har Sinai. It was just being repeated. Why the Torah just chooses to write that this was down in the context of Oomoed and that it doesn't say it Harsinai okay I don't know but nevertheless everything all the details were already told at Harsinai okay and then it was also the third time at Arvot Moav so if you say there were there two Britot plus Hargrizim and Harival or were there three Britot so if everything was if the details were spelled out in Moed it's all part of the same Brit Right? Because the Brit does, or, or the whole package you don't get done with until the end of Omoed. So that's, that approach has one Brit of Sinai and Omoed. Brit number two, Arvot um, Moab. And Brit number three, Hargrizim and Harva. Whereas Rabbi Akiva says, no, all three. Omoed, you Sinai everything, Omoed everything, and Moab everything. It's, by the way, interesting. Again, it's a Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Shemel debate. And to, to what degree to see this serves as a, as a profound theological debate that ties in maybe to some of their hermeneutics, right, where if Rabbi Akiva wants everything straight from God, I mean, Omo is also straight from God, but somehow it's like less that immediate, um, the immediacy of Har Sinai, and everything is there, does that lead to his sort of hermeneutics of being, you know, like being darshaning every single letter, you know, and so on, as opposed to Rabbi Ishmael, that is more deeper Torah Kolashem B'nai Adam, and if he sees most of the Torah is sort of given through God, you know, from God, but in a slightly less immediate way, you know, maybe some of their hermeneutics are tied into some of this theology. Anyway, this is sort of a, a central part of Heschel's Tarmina uh, Shemayim, uh, uh, you know, sort of a, a masterpiece there. Yes. So, your understanding that the Klalos are just the Aserotet Debrot and the Pratot are all the subsequent... Well, that's, I think, as a normal understanding, but I was suggesting that... As a model for Torah Shabbat, that's not what it's dealing with now. What it's dealing with now is the... No. I mean, I'm not saying you can't use that as a model. What it's dealing with now is, first of all, the emphasis of Brit that occurs at Harsinai, and how do you explain? You know, if Harsinai models for us the receiving of the entire Torah, right. how do you explain the fact that you don't have the whole Torah there, that a lot of it is said in the next three Yisvarim in the, in the Torah? You know? So the answer is either yes, get over it, it's not all but straight from Harsinai, it's a cop combination. Important idea, you know, that you're that you're obligated and that you're you're responsible, you know, for for each other. 
there. And that's, of course, I think the point about doing this, this whole thing on Hargizim and Harifal is because this is going to define what your presence in the land means. So there is a real power of making one of the three Britot, not just pl- plier, but actually about entering, you know, into the land itself. Again, the benefit of having them all prior is it's all during this sort of miraculous, direct, divine connection period, you know, that exists prior to them entering the land. And again, that's consistent with Rebbe Akiva. The prior yeah. ones are just marching orders. Those are instructions. Right. This one's really emphasizing cargo. Uh, the brachos and the kolos aspect. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, although the brit in, 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 the, the brit in uh, Arvot Moab was Scharvonish as well. Right? Right? I mean, so that was, you know, that ended with all the brachos and the kolos there, you know. So, but that's a very good point also that gets added. Okay. So now the Gemara gets into some math. Let's get, let's sort of, let's, let's do this. So the Gemara says, um, okay. So now, once we get 48, somehow the math worked out that you have, because you have 16 times 3, right? Because 3 Britot, that's 48, okay? And that applies now to every individual mitzvah, okay? So, Rabbi Shimon Yehuda Omer, so now you do 48 times 613. Rabbi Shimon, we're not done. That's how many, you know, men there were there in the counting. So, um, so you take that number, 300 and whatever it is, how much is it? 300 and, and whatever it is. 300 and, uh, what is it? 603,550. Okay? And every single person accepted, uh, those 48. So that's the total number. Now, that's the total number for all the people individually, but still for each person, it's still 48. Uh, so I'm a Rebbe, or 48 per mitzvah. I'm a Rebbe, Ludim Rebbe Shimon Yehuda, each per Akko, Shamrim Mishim Rebbe Shimon, Ein Lechokko Mitzvah Mitzvah Shepetosh, Shemal Nechazah, Arbim Bishmon, 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 according to that, there's 48 times 603,000, so Nimsa, Lechokko Echad Yisrael, so for every individual, Shesh Meodav, Shosh Yisrael, Shosh Yisrael, Shosh Yisrael, What's he saying? So the Gemara is going to say, "My Benayu, what's what's the difference between these two? Arva, whether it's Arevut being a uh, guarantor, the Arva de Arva and a guarantor for the guarantor. So what does it mean? It means the first one was not just saying that oh, so every person has forty-eight per mitzvah. So let's multiply the total number of Brito for the total number of people. No, what it's saying is you don't just have forty-eight. You have you every individual has. 40, for each mitzvah, we're not, even, we're not even multiplying by 613, for each mitzvah you have 48 times 603,000. Wait a minute, how do I have 48 times 603,000? You know why? Because you have arevut for everybody else. So I am chayev for your 48, and I am chayev to be responsible for your 48, and for your 48. So for every other person, so it's actually it's minus one. But okay, so if you sort of think, you know, you know one of those things that you make a lot of dots, and then you have to draw all the lines of connection, and every dot, like it's exponential. Anyway, so each person has their 48, and has everybody else as, as, as arevut for everybody else's. So every person has 48 times 603,000. So that's the Arvus. Now, one also wants the Arvus, Arvot, Anyway, the other is, is fine. But you know what? I'm not only responsible, David, for your keeping your 48 retote for your 613 mitzvot. I'm also responsible for your being, for your keeping your Arvut obligations to everyone else. <laughs> so, since you have 600,000 Arvut obligations, times where, anyway, I'm high for, if for the ass of the 600,000 times 600,000 you do the math okay anyway well, yeah, yeah, that's three levels. I guess that's already too meta. That's already. I'll take Zim. That's how many people there were. How many men of that age, right? That were counted, right? So yeah. A little throwaway line. I think it's really sensitive. The Arvot Moab line. Absolutely. Yeah, you like that. Absolutely. I, yeah. Otherwise, why would Rav Mishar should come in and build on that? Right. Hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. And okay. you multiply that by 613 minutes, so you get 10 to the 16th. All right, Tosus does some of the math. I sort of lost track already. All right, moving on. Okay. I did have my head shot. Darish Rebbe Yehuda ben Nechemia, the Torgamani, the Rebbe Yehuda ben Lakish. Rebbe Yehuda ben Nechemia, the translator of Rebbe Lakish, right? Means like the Amora, the announcer. Anyway, he, but anyway, he said the following. The entire Brachas and Kolos were only talking about an adulterer and adulteress. So again, tying us back to a Sota theme, and it's all about sex. Um, and, 
Interestingly, though, again, about the man sinner as well, not just the woman. Focus on the woman. So, enough just to curse somebody who was over in the Zara? I mean, well, you know, what does that mean? So it's all about sex. It means you didn't actually worship a Vodazara. But somebody had sex with a forbidden uh, 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 relationship, which presumably by no way Frashi emphasizes we mean adultery, not just one of the other Arayot. The Holy Ben, and as a result of that, there was a child, and the, and this child is a mom's there. So a child isn't accepted in B'nai Israel. So what does he do? So fine, he goes to the non-Jews, the idol worshippers. And he worships a Vodazara. And that's all your fault? Because of your act of adultery, so it all goes back to the act of adultery. Okay, so that explains the the, uh, the case about the adult about the Avodah How do you explain all the hours connected to adultery? So take a quick look at Rashi. Okay, Rashi about 10, 12 lines before the lines get wide. Rashi says, uh, uh, "I'm sorry, that Rashi." Okay. So wouldn't just be the Arayot, because he, he says the emphasis here is to make it all about adultery. Fine, we'll add adultery. Those are at least sexual sins. Okay? Okay? We'll make him a Tari So what's that? We get back to that thing about the Sota. Masa Behema. Okay? Um, so what's that case? So you know, so uh, so you know, the, so, so people curse your the father and the mother of the sinners that you could have made, uh, you know, produced a son that would have done this terrible sin that would have committed adultery or daughter. there who mis, you know misleads the blind. So that's the guy who seduces the married woman. So now it's taking away some agency from the woman. You know, it's always two sides of the coin. So the woman isn't necessarily the big sinner here. It's the man, uh, but it takes away some of her agency. But anyway, the man who seduces the married woman, that's Lishna Ezer. She's Suma Bedavar. She does not, doesn't fully understand the weight of the mitzvot as much as the man. So obviously, lots to unpack here. How about that? You know, Kambra going into somebody's, uh, crossing a boundary, um, or whatever, taking away. So, you know, he, uh, <laughs> so that's woman is property. Woman is property. He okay. Makere eu basater. So garim lo belachash. Starav shetamut pivdikas mayim hamarim. So basater means that you cause the working of the water to 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 affect the woman. Lokeh shochad lahakot nevish. Lahakot nevish. What's that? Lokeh shochad liot. Okay. Vachar mina eif. Believe to so eishasish. So you hire somebody. Hires somebody to takes a bribe to go ahead and you know and to help seduce help him seduce women. Vigarim lo misa. Okay. Rashi said, such a great job! <laughs> you can't get the last one to fit into this record. This is all, but it's all about adultery, okay? All about adultery. Let's just, I know we're done, but we're just going to read to the Mishnah. Go very quickly. So, so it's uh, we already know that the, the the division. So why does it say again the nasatas habracha? El lahakim bracha lekolos. To tell you first, you say the brachas and then you say the kolos. Habrachal hagizim b'habrachal halival. Yochi you kol brachos kodem not the kolos. Maybe you first do all the baros and then you do all the kolos. Hamalomar bracha v'kolla in the singular. Bracha achas kodemus lekolla. Then kol brachos kodemus lekolot. Okay, so you do baruch you know aur baruch aur baruch aur. You go through them individually. Ulahakish and to connect them because most of the detail that the Torah gives is for the Kualot it spells out the Arors okay so the, that so, it, so the Kualot are with the Levim the Brachos are a loud voice Vanisa Marta indicates a loud voice right that's how this whole thing started that it has to be in Hebrew right the general and the specific the Elu only vomim amen. It's not just half that say amen. Everybody responds and says amen. Afbracha Elu the Elu only vomim amen. Look at that. Only one minute over.